0: Welcome to Under Two Capes. I'm Jared, and today I'm doing a listener-suggested episode. Shout out to Raul Ryan for suggesting this topic. We're talking about the romantic history of Superman. Now, those of you that have been listening to the show for a while know that I've covered extensively Superman and Wonder Woman. But I figured when, uh, when Raul suggested this, I was like, oh, that's a good idea because he's been, like, they've thrown other love interests at Superman besides Lois Lane and Wonder Woman. So this would be a very interesting episode and a little fresh take on the whole super wonder idea. So I have a list of by comics Alliance. I'm not going to like share the screen, but I'm just going to go through it. So we have Lois Lane, obviously she's, she's the big choice. She's like the choice that has existed since Superman was created. That's one of the reasons why I was, very big fan of super wonder because we're something new i'm like this is my problem with a lot of vocal comic book fans they say they want something new but then when dc does something new they go oh no this sucks so i'm like guys if you would actually like like if you would not freak out and have this reaction maybe the comic book companies would do something new a lot of it is self-inflicted wounds so is Lois Lane. So she's been, so let's talk about, trying to think of, should I read this? And by the way, Lois goes all the way back to Action Comics 1. So she was in Action Comics 1. The adult Lois Lane spent time in Metropolis vying for Superman's affections and conflict with low. oh, the adult Lana Lang. So now we're talking about Lana Lang. Lana Lang was Superman's, like, girlfriend that he grew up with in smallville and she was the first pe- person he ever told um who he was so in other words she was the first person that, that that he told that he had powers and such and uh so in fact I think actually in the new 52 they gave her superpowers because when the new f- 52 Superman like self-destructed pretty much it like sent out an energy wave that like gave powers to Lois Lane and uh lana lane but it's interesting how superman's first two girlfriends both uh, their names both started with l's i'm like okay so you have lana Lang again she was his uh his real first love essentially people always mention lois lane but no it was actually lana lane the adult lana Lang spent time in metropolis vying for superman's affections and conflict with lois in the post-crisis dcu in the 80s Lana had an unrequited love for Clark and eventually started stalking him when he became Superman things eventually let us to check my phone things eventually uh, th- things ended more or less happily for Lana when she when she married Clark's be- best friend from childhood Pete Ross and they had a baby together and actually in the new 52 she was in a relationship with John Henry Iron Steel then we have Lori Maris, the mermaid yes Superman had a relationship with a mermaid. All right, in 1959, Superman 129, Bill Finger and Wayne Boring revealed the girl in Superman's past. It turned out that when Superman's alter ego, Clark Kent was attending Metropolis University, he fell in love with a mysterious girl in a wheelchair who had a strict 8 p.m. curfew every night. Despite some of his questions about her unusual behavior, young Clark proposed to the co-ed, turned him down saying she had to return to her homeland which turned out to be atlantis yes Lori was all fish from the waist down um a fact she disguised by getting around a wheelchair on land wheelchair and covering her fish parts with a blanket yeah so she she was a mermaid so it's actually kind of funny in frank miller and john romita jr's superman year one yeah that's pretty much uh Lori lamaris except she looks more human in the previous continuity than she did in that book. Then we have uh Maxima. Roger Stern and George perez introduced Superman to Maxima in 1989's action comics 645. A superpowered de- despot from the alien world of Almorak. She came to Earth seeking Superman as her perfect mate. Unlike Earth women, she argued, Maxima could produce children with the with the Kryptonian Superman didn't bite, perhaps because he was already in love with Lois perhaps because he didn't like the idea of being a super stallion for some supervillain, or perhaps he just didn't like girls who didn't have the initials LL. That's, that's interesting there. Well, Maxima and Soup's never hooked up. Exposure to the noble hero helped soften her and she later became a superhero serving on a couple of different iterations of the justice league, ultimately dying in a big crossover event story. All right. So what's kind of cool is that Maxima showed up in Smallville. This is again, my problem with Smallville. So they had. All these D-list characters show up, but no, like, allu- no explicit allusions to, like, Wonder Woman or Batman. Really? You, you don't even have to have them show up. Just have, like, okay, there's this vigilante in Gotham, and there's this Amazonian princess. Or just something like that. I'm like, what? So then we get to the best one, Superman and Wonder Woman. As previously mentioned, romances between Kal-El of Krypton and Diana of Themyscira have until recently been non-canonical, but they have happened. In 1998, Superman Distant Fire, Howard Chaikin, Gil Kane, and Kevin Nolan depicted a post-apocalyptic Earth where Superman and Wonder Woman were among the only survivors and they had a son who, like Kal-El, eventually rocketed to another planet to save him from his homeworld's destruction. I gotta check out that book. In Frank Miller's Batman: The Dark Knight Strikes Again, which which also takes place in the future, Clark and Diana have a superpowered daughter named Lara. I've talked about her in the Children of Superman and Wonder Woman episode. After Superman's Kryptonian mother, whom they protected from the government, in typical uh, Miller style, the relationship was memorably intense. Yeah, when they conceived John, they created a bunch of earthquakes and natural disasters. Perhaps most famously, the Kingdom Come graphic novel by Mark Wayne and Alex Ross introduced a reality where Superman and Wonder Woman coupled after Lois was killed by the Joker and where Calla and Diana eventually started a family. And we saw that. In fact, I think that's actually where Ryan's profile picture. Right on, brother. Indeed, they have been quite a a few occurrences of the match. But October's Justice League 12 by Jeff Johns and Jim Lee is is the first thing. Yeah, so they mentioned, because this was written around the time of um of the new 52 so of course they're going to mention it oh it's going to happen which it did and th- that was like yeah because it came out in August 2012 that article and that was the year that Justice League 12 came out where they uh coupled up now I'm going to go to another article uh, and talk about it so romantic relationships so you had Lois Lane you had Lana Lane, you had Wonder Woman. And it was kind of interesting. In DC, for years, years, not just uh, pre-new 52, they have hinted that Superman and Wonder Woman are secretly in love with each other. Wonder Woman specifically, because whenever she has like a fantasy, kind of like a, in a, in the vein of for the man who has everything, uh, she's always with Superman. So I'm like, well, dc you've been setting this up for literally years and i believe a a, a friend of mine um indicated that the the actual like full story for superman wonder woman in the new 52 in other words if they had not sabotaged it would have been superman and wonder woman get married that, that that issue would sell out and that donna troy the new 52 donna troy would be their daughter I think that would be a cool way to do Donna Troy originally, uh, and a cool original way to do Donna Troy. And Laurie Lemaire, as I mentioned, we also have a big Barda. Oh, <laughs> there was this storyline where they're sort of forced to make an adult film. So I'm like, okay. I don't know who Dana I- Dearden is. There's a Maxima who comes after Superman because she sees him as being able to like, conceive a child. There's Chloe Sullivan from who started off as a smallville character I believe and then became a comic book character. Then you have various different Kryptonians. You have uh Cat Grant who dated Clark Kent, but then okay, LaShina. LaShina is the leader of the of the um what is it? LaShina is, is the um trying to figure that is the, yeah Lashina is the head of the Female Furies. The Female Furies are like Darkseid's enforcers. They're like his elite strike team. So what happened was there was a storyline where um Darkseid captured Superman and through apocalyptic brainwashing technology made Superman believe that he was always a child of Darkseid. So he made a so in that continuity, in other words in Superman's new history Darkseid intercepted the ship before it reached earth and he raised baby Clark Kent. And then Superman was basically uh Darkseid's uh big like secret weapon against d- dissidents. Then in that continuity which they showed expertly in the Superman animated series, uh Superman was with uh Lashina. Who was like the leader of the uh of the female Furies again going back Let's do. Okay, here we go. This is some more recent ones. We have Lacey Warfield. She she made her first appearance. I got a first and final appearance in, in Superman 4 Quest for Peace. Well, that's an interesting movie to make a debut in. She took a strong liking to Clark, placing him in a, in a love triangle. Between, okay, whatever. Luma Linea, long before the days of, of E Harmony. A lonely Superman uses alien supercomputer at the Fortress of Solitude to search the galaxy for the perfect girlfriend. So he essentially had Superman Tinder. The computer finds a superpowered woman named Luma Alina on a distant planet called Starl, and Supes flies out for an in-person meet-cute. On Starol, Kallo falls instantly head over heels in love with Lina, saying that after a series of failed relationships, he has finally found his dream girl. Unfortunately, though. Kent later learned that Linus powers only work under an orange sun, and the yellow sun actually is as deadly as kryptonite to her biology. Because of this, the two ended up calling it quits, believing that a long distance relationship couldn't work. Oh, well, that's interesting. Then we have Zara Ra. Zara Ra is a Kryptonian who was arranged to marry Superman at birth. A new Krypton, Ra-, Ra, lived the life of a wealthy socialite, and apparently, according to Kryptonian law, was indeed married to Kal-El without his knowing. Zara de- debuted it in the television show Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, flying to Earth to test the Man of Steel and see if he was worthy of her hand. Despite this test, however, Zara was actually secretly in love with her boyfriend, Shing, the entire time. Okay? Cat Grant. Catherine Grant, aka Cat Grant, is a fellow reporter from the Daily Planet who did briefly date the Man of Tomorrow. Grant was mainly featured in the Supergirl comics and television series on the CW, and is often portrayed as a fierce critic of the Maid of Might. As far as romance is concerned, Cat was in, was instantly attracted to Clark, Kent, but after dating for for a time, the relationship ended as Supes was more interested in helping Catherine out as a friend. Nonetheless, Cat Grant still worthy in this list. And in fact, actually, what's interesting is that in the New Fifty Two, she and Clark left the Daily Planet to form their own like independent news agency. And that's how the world found out about Superman and Wonder Woman dating because uh, Wonder Woman's uh, um, Amazon sister Hestia sent a picture of them kissing to Cat um, to Grant and Cat published it. And that's how the world became aware that Superman and Wonder Woman were dating. Then we have Lysa Lysal. A lesser-known so romantic relationship in the Superman universe is one between Clark Kent and, uh, oh yeah, Lisa LaSalle, a model and escort whom Clark met during his early days working at the Daily Planet. It looks like it was in Superman uh, Earth One. It was Elisa who actually let Clark into the building during his first day on the job, proceeding to ask the man to steal out immediately thereafter. Sometime later, the couple got together, but the relationship was fraught with interruptions as Callot would frequently leave in the middle of the day to battle supervillains and fight crime. Eventually, the result in the pair calling it quits, one of the drawbacks of dating a superhero in disguise. Yeah. And we have Maxima. Again, Princess of the planet Almorak, Maxima is an anti hero who pursues Superman after discovering they were a genetic match, offering him something no one else could return in, in hand for his marriage. Children. Um, Wonder Woman could offer that. <laughs> While tempting at first, Clark and ultimately turned down Maxima, claiming their children would grow up to become despots. Yeah. Despite this sick burn, Maxima attempted to win the last son of Krypton's heart once more after joining the Justice League and fighting against various supervillains. Unfortunately for Maxima, however, Clark was already married to Lois Lane by then, provoking the princess to join Superman's revenge squad. Now, it's interesting also, when she was on the Justice League, this is when Doomsday first showed up. And she got, she and the Justice League, the Justice League being like Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, Fire, Ice, Metamorpho, and Maxima got trounced by Doomsday. So it's it's hilarious because that was before Grant Morrison's JLA, where he said the Justice League has to always have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, or some variation of them. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman, all of our popular characters should be on the Justice League. Not these D listers that no one cares about. Now and then I mentioned uh, co-ed Lori Lamaris made her debut in in Superman 129 when she met Clark Kent while attending Metropolis University. Unbeknownst um, to the Man of Steel, Lori was actually a mermaid, uh, and they would c- uh, cut ties uh, to protect her dark secret. Eventually, Clark proposed to Lamarris, but she turned him down, and all that. So uh, it's the it's the mermaid thing. If you want, uh, th- I talked about that early in the episode. Then we have Lana Lang, which coming in third is Superman's sweetheart Lana Lang. As many fans know, uh, Lang was the crush of Clark Kent during his teenage years, debuting first in Superboy number 10. Lana also uh, appeared in numerous iterations of the Superman run on DC Comics, having been retconned at various times in spinoffs and reboots. Lana was one of these of the series' leads in Warner Brothers' Smallville television show. Yes, she was. And later she went on to appear in and the jla arc where she becomes a scientist researching metahumans then we have wonder woman t- um t- taking silver and none is none other than the warrior princess of the herself i think she should take gold and be the number one but that's just me uh diana prince otherwise known as wonder woman um as no uh, as fans well know wonder woman is the total package and seemingly a perfect match for the man of steel in fact the rumor is that when she was first created the Gisu was always trying to put these two together instead of with Lana Lane. I mean, with Lois Lane. Because event, because I think this makes sense way more than Lois. She's strong. She's tough. She's she's a soup, as Billy B- B- Butcher from The Boys would say, and comes from a world beyond this one. Then is also a loyal friend and confidant, and and is often there to comfort and counsel Cl- uh, Clark when he needs it most. Once again, they don't have to hide from each other. Ultimately. Even if Lois Lane knows that Superman is uh, that Clark Kent is Superman, he's always going to be hiding something from her. With let me put it this way: Wonder Woman and Superman were the first time when neither needed secret identities around each other because when they leave, like here's a good example. Clark Kent shows up, at, actually first, Lois Lane is having like I think a um a uh, a housewarming party. or something uh, no, I remember what it was. Cat Grant, after she outed Superman and Wonder Woman as dating. Holds this big like soiree because the traffic from that um story like propelled her news agency to like new heights, and so she held a party. So Wonder Woman shows up first, and everyone's like, she's dating Clark because Wonder Woman's hot, and that's that. human shows up late, and then uh he right it was Wonder Woman, and he goes, okay, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, I'm late. Had to deal with a super villain. I, I just couldn't get get here in time. And the Wonder Woman's like, Clark, you do not have to make those excuses with me. Once again, he could tell her, I was fighting Batalla. What do you want from me? And she'll understand because guess what? She has the exact same things. She fights supervillains vil- uh, super as well. So she understands. She understands the plight of a superhero. That's, why I th- that's one of the chief reasons why I think they work a lot more than Lois Lane because ultimately Lois is not going to understand what Clark goes to on a daily basis. Wonder Woman is of course ranking as the number one love interest and in main wifey is Lois Lane yeah we're not going to go into that because people already got that now let's see what else let me go let me go again to Superman Wonder Woman by the way it's actually kind of cool is that if you google romantic history of Superman our video shows up on it right here on Google for by Comics League that is super cool on the first page too on the video so I'm, I'm happy about that yeah so Once again, there's been like decades and decades and decades going all the way back. I think the earliest thing is 1981 is when they started to like push the two together. I'm going to transition this more toward another super wonder um, discussion. So it's always been a thing. That's what people don't understand. It wasn't just a new 52 thing. It just became 100% canon in the new 52. In other words, it was the main earth. Or they actually went through with it. Because in the main Earth, a few times in the comics, they sort of had them like get together once for a date and decided they didn't want to do it. But they had them almost get married. They they had them get together in dreams. They even had this one storyline. Okay, this one was the biggest like tease of all time. So Wonder Woman has to go fight the Asgardian gods in Asgard. And she needs to take someone with her. She takes Superman, but they both know that that this is going to take a thousand years. So they're in Asgard for 1,000 years fighting a war. When they're the last day of battle, they realize that this is going to be the end. And they almost kiss, but Superman's like, even though Lois is probably dead by now, my heart will always be Lois's. Oh my gosh, dude. I'm like, oh, I read this comic and I'm like, dude. She's dead. Wonder Woman clearly wants you. What are you doing? This makes no, literally no sense. And it was the basis on a popular fan fiction, which reversed that. But it was, it's one of those things where I'm like, guys, you you really did this? This is your idea. To tease us in such a way that it really gets annoying. So let's see what else. And then they've even done it a few times. They've had them kiss multiple times, even in continues with Lois Lane. Like in A New Frontier, uh, she she kisses Superman. You also had in Red Sun, the funniest part is, is um, Wonder Woman falls in love with Soviet Superman, but Soviet Superman has no idea. It's like, you're even more clueless. Then the Dark Knight uh, in All-Star Batman and Robin, which exists in the in the um in the frank miller continuity they kiss and all that stuff and then let me see um i'm trying to find what else like well let me see what else well while, Lo- while Lois Lane has been dead for years when one of them got to get in the forestry series kingdom come I already talked about that superman put a kiss on one woman in action comics 600 in may of 98 in the storyline uh, titled um a-, a different Worlds," i'm trying to get this catching one woman off guard Superman awkwardly admits to having thought about Diana constantly since first meeting her, even admitted that he had an intense dream about her. Oh, boy. While well, Wonder Woman admits to having feelings for Superman, the two agree to remain friends and give Wonder Woman more time to settle into man's world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In in uh, Wonder Woman 300, in a story titled Beautiful Dreamer, Death Unto Thee, Wonder Woman dreams, amongst other things, about what her life would have been like if she'd married Superman. Yeah. So there was that. And then they also adapted the new 52 relationship in um in the DC AMU. But what's interesting about that, and it was one of the reasons why I really hate that continuity, here's how they undo it. Are you ready? Just so he could be with, uh, with Lois Lane for Doomsday, which is stupid because we've never seen Superman and Wonder Woman together during the Doomsday fight. That would have been cool. But what they do and this is really annoying is off panel they break up like off screen like it was the most confusing thing ever it's like they're training uh the the, like in the Justice League version of the danger room training then all of a sudden stops and uh they're like arresting and then Clark and the Diana mentions you know we had a good relationship but you belong with Lois I'm like what 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 is going on here and then so uh, th- that was one of the occasions where i was like what is going on and that's really when you think about it here's the thing first off new f- the new 52 superman wonder woman relationship actually sold really well but dc does what dc always does and sabotages uh high selling things which is ridiculous because i'm like if, if, let me put it this way you saw the hype around uh batman catwoman's wedding had tom king not tanked the book imagine superman and wonder woman getting married imagine that that would that would sell out that would literally sell out but dc was like nah we don't want to do that we don't want to do that because we like to self-sabotage our own books so it, it, it really just at this point i'm not surprised about dc's issues because They've got a lot of them now, another thing that I wanted to talk about is well, I was pulling up the DM that I got from Ra Ryan but I do thank you for suggesting a comics league um a comics league uh, topic. By the way, if you guys ever suggest comics League topics, they will be um one of the most uh, one of the. Uh, the next episodes. I like to be responsive to my to my fans, and it's because without you guys watching the content, this content does not exist. Let me see here. Okay, now okay. He, he, here's the thing. So Raul Ryan says, "I'm like, got comments uh, on your videos. I remember many request about uh, about pairing Superman with a lot of female characters." Yeah, so now we're going to transition to this because this was another topic that were suggested so we're going to do i decided to exclude diana because she's been uh romantically paired with her many times been the main continuity in several alternate universes yeah okay so he he, he's basically asking my thoughts on these different pairings with superman so first we're going to go with linda danvers otherwise known as matrix infused supergirl so look context pre-death of superman uh, from Crisis up to um, like Superman, Batman, uh, Supergirl. There was no Supergirl. There was, uh, and uh, there was one, but she wasn't like Superman's cousin. She was this alien that could shape shift and turn into a Matrix ver uh, and turn into Supergirl, or uh, she called herself Supergirl. That's who Linda Danvers was. Which, that's actually. That would be an interesting one. I, I'm just not sure like what they really have in common that would make that relationship work. But it, it would be it would be interesting. I'd read that book. Ice. Well, that's that's actually now interesting how, how you could do that for ice. Hmm. Let me see. Um uh, pairing them. I could see Ice you honestly beeping the other. She helps him, like remodel the forces of solitude because it's all ice and crystal. And I mean, th- th- that could actually work pretty well. Now we're going to super villains, Queen Maxima. I've talked about that before. Uh, the, and yes, yeah, she is the most obvious choice after Wonder Woman in terms of superpowered people because she is superpowered. And that would be an interesting way in the same way that he kind of softened her pre like doomsday uh, fight and got on a justice league it'd be an interesting way to see her character arc where she's like in a relationship with superman like he says okay i can't marry you yet but we take her on a couple of dates and we'll see if there's something there she agrees to they go on a couple of dates and he starts to change her from being like a super villain wanting to like exploit superman for his genetics and actually they start to form an actual bond that would be a very compelling storyline. That would be a good, like, redemption storyline. And show, honestly, the effect of Superman because he can turn people... He, he can turn supervillains good. So that's that's an excellent suggestion. Next, Dana Dareton, a.k.a. Obsession. She even dresses as, as Superman in, in an issue. Well, let me look up this character. I have no idea who this is. Obsession. DC Comics. Uh... Dana Dearden, New Earth. She is was a GBS employee who met Jimmy also when he became an, an anchor on that network. She asked Jimmy out on the date, and Jimmy immediately, okay, on their first date in the consumer bar, I was trying Did Dana continue a relationship with Jimmy for several weeks, pretending to be interested? Once she invited Jimmy over to be in this single watch, Um uh, trying to find where she gets much later obsession we surfaced the new costume. She turned up. Right after a story uh, had bro- broken about Superman being spotted wearing a-, a wedding ring. an obsession turned out to show up in a Superman style suit, several onlookers believed she was m- Mrs. Superman. She was angry at Superman's two timing and attacked him. Superman had to shake her to her senses when some thugs high on D- DMN attacked a small store. Uh, Dana helped take them down and, and take down the, the human turned demons that apparently died in the process a demonic figure appeared to claim her during her time in hell Harley Quinn recruited the, the the deceased Dana to her gang obsession was was wounded by a satanic bullet weakening her power she sacrificed herself to protect the group from the Cerberus that'd be interesting Mrs. Super, Mr and Mrs Superman it would turn into basically a superpowered version of Mr and Mrs Smith and oh god that would that would be actually really cool i would i would read that law and Dora. Let me look that up too. Because a lot of these, you actually know more than I do. A lot of these characters. Because I have no I had no idea these characters existed. DC Comics. Lourdes Lucero. She is was an enchantress and fatuous Superman. Oh, she's like the Enchantress from Marvel Comics who has a crush on Thor. She had devoted um. Her her father had devoted his life to searching for the Miss Okay, so here we go. Lourdes came into conflict with Superman when she tried to sell fake kryptonite to several supervillains. The mist allowed her to create the illusion of genuine kryptonite when meeting her clients, but the rocks were swiftly revealed to be simply painted green later on that reminds me of this fantastic moment Deathstroke is fighting the Justice League and to like throw Superman off he just throws green rocks at him like normal green rocks and Superman's like oh no he thinks they're actually kryptonite that's so good I love that upon learning of the deception her buyers were naturally not non-plus but uh, she was eventually captured by Superman aided by a, a holographic projector provided by Dr Spectrum To allow superman to confirm his theory about her powers who developed um who delivered her to jail though duplicitous and somewhat self-serving she shares a very deep affection for her brother uh generally seductive flirtatious demeanor especially towards superman who she frequently referred to as boyfriend oh that'd be interesting i could see that volcana oh that's interesting someone with fire powers that that would be actually really cool but um, I like the idea, honestly, of Superman seeing uh, uh, oh, You would have to have a storyline in order for Superman to even consider being with a super vi- a villainous. You would have to do like a, a, a brief storyline first, yeah, so to lead up to it, of this person losing their powers and maybe turning somewhat good. Because Superman is not going to enter into a relationship with, with a super villain. Absolutely not going to happen. Unless you you have um a part in the beginning like let's say you team him you paired him up with lashina or maxima you would have to have an arc previously first off reintroducing that character to to the superman world then having them like go through an arc where they decide they want to be a hero and then you pair them with superman speaking of lashina lashina so Yeah, she was paired in the Superman animated series and the comic that I believe they adapted. And again, awesome redemption story because he shows her that Darkseid's not the end-all be-all because he could literally show her that Superman, that Darkseid only cares about you as a tool. He doesn't really care about you because one of the reasons why they serve Darkseid because they think he genuinely cares about them like that is supremely like misguided but he somehow has like tricked them into thinking I really care about you you are my children so that's kind of that so and that's um okay look at the others video got to start um hopefully find time to make this video yes uh, I I am making that video right now so now what I want to do honestly what would actually be kind of cool is I'm going to do Marvel characters that would pair up with Superman. So first Marvel character is Power Princess, but that's basically Marvel's Wonder Woman. Another one I could see Superman with is, is uh, Carol Danvers. He can make her a likable character. So uh, He, he could show her. Stop being so full of yourself, because that's one of the problems with with Captain Marvel as a character. She's super like, I'm the best. I'm this legendary hero. I'm the strongest. And Superman's like, okay, wait a second. Heroes are supposed to be humble, not what not what you are, not narcissists. So, I mean, real heroes. Another Marvel hero that I could see with Superman is probably. Let me see who else. Black Widow honestly would be kind of interesting because again, redemption story and he basically helps her come come to terms with her past, kind of like how B- Bucky Barnes helped her. You could also do Emma Frost of the X-Men and Superman becomes like a champ because Superman's always been a champion of social justice. So you'd imagine that he, if he existed in the Marvel Universe, he would get involved in countering the anti-mutant uh, sentiment that existed. In fact, I could see Superman going, wait a second. So... You love like Johnny Storm of the Fantastic Four because he um, he can burst into flames because of cosmic radiation. But you hate like this dude. You hate like, um, I'm I'm trying to think of the most X-Men character. Anyway, you hate this other x You hate this character because he's a mutant but can do this exact same thing. In other words, Superman would be the one to expose that little bit of hypocrisy on people's minds. It sounds like you have a real problem with people with powers. And then I could see Superman like, uh, I don't think Superman would join the Avengers because I think that he would, because he doesn't need the Avengers and they're all a bunch of weaklings. But uh, let's see, who else? Who else do I think um, would be a good match for Superman? Probably, <clears throat> maybe Jane Foster Thor, maybe. And I could see, let's see, who else? Maybe Jean Grey. That would be that'd be, a, that'd be an interesting, throwing the love triangle. Uh, let's see, who else? I would honestly have to pair Superman with. Uh, it could also be good to to pair him with one of the Eternals, like Thena or Cersei, because they're both like ridiculously powered, and again, Superman could help the Eternals and stuff fight the Celestials and the Deviants and such. There's any number of interesting pairings that you could do with Superman and the Marvel characters. You could even do Scarlet Witch, and he basically um, helps, particularly around the time of like House of M. Because he could help her come to terms with A, losing her kids, and then B, what she did to the mutant population, help her sort of, sort of heal mentally. And with Superman, if he existed in the Marvel Universe, a lot of those events would not happen. Because A, he uh, well, let me put it this way. If Superman existed in the Marvel Universe, Civil War wouldn't have happened because he would tell these people, okay, Cap, sit on that end of the table. Tony, sit on that end of the table. We're just going to hash this out. Just sit down, shut up, and just... Work this out because this is really annoying. Because a lot of these Marvel events, particularly Civil War, could have been avoided if these characters had actually talked to each other instead of like instead of like resorting to let's punch each other. That's basic, that's basically my thoughts on this. And in terms of, oh, here's another really good pairing for Superman, going back to DC, Jessica Cruz Green Lantern. So you could teach her courage. Because, uh, well, uh, uh, Jessica Cruz is still courageous. But what I mean is that particularly early Jessica Cruz, because, and I'm uh, I'm reading through Rage Planet right now, which is the first arc that she had with Baz. And I'm going to review it on the channel. But um, in the beginning, she can't form a construct and she feels like she's a failure as a Green Lantern because she's afraid. But what Superman could show her is that power does, is that, Yes, but you, well, let me put it this way. you leave the house every day. You're already courageous. You have agoraphobia, but you still leave the house and you're protecting the universe every day. You're still, you are one of the bravest people I know. And that would in turn fill her with willpower and a little bit of hope. And she could, uh, he could help her like become the Green Lantern she's meant to be. Not that I have any problems with her art because- She's one of the most compelling uh, Green Lantern characters they've had in a long time. But I'm just saying, if I were to pair um, her with Superman, that's basically how I would do that. Next uh, person. Uh, Honestly, I think that that's really where I would go with. Those are like my thoughts on all those pairings. Thanks, Raul, for suggesting the video topic. Ultimately I still think the best pairing that you could ever do is Superman and Wonder Woman because they complement each other so well. And it's almost as if they were made for each other, which I believe they I think they were. But they're they're they go well They go together so well because once again they're ignoring their powers. I'm going by their personalities they both believe in in truth justice hope and, and and all the all the ideals additionally they both like have felt isolated for like forever because of their status as like these gods and their super poweredness and that's what justice league 12 does so well when they're sitting on top of the lincoln memorial and they're talking that's that that whole conversation is my uh, is literally Word for word, almost, my explanation to why they work so well, because Wonder Woman's like, people like us, we really can't be close to anyone else. How, do you ever feel alone? And Superman's like, of course they do, and then they kiss. They've always felt isolated from people because ultimately, once again, like I said earlier in the episode, doesn't matter how uh, if, if Lois Lane knows that Superman is, is uh, Clark Kent. Clark is always going to have to hold a part, piece of himself back from from Lois Lane. Doesn't have to do that with Diana. Does not... In no way does he have to hold any part of himself away from Diana, and vice versa. Also, Superman sort of, I guess, in terms of uh, in terms of what Superman gives to Wonder Woman, he is the antithesis to what she's been taught about men. Because remember, she comes from a society that that taught her that men were like these barbaric creatures that will exploit you for their own personal gain. In other words, they'll lie to you, they'll Cheat you and stuff. Superman is the complete opposite of that. And th- that's why I think Wonder Bat doesn't work because Batman is, to a certain degree, all those things that, that Wonder Woman has been taught about men. He is exactly what she has been taught about men because ultimately, here's the thing. Here's why it doesn't work. Relationships won't work if your, if your significant other has plans to st- to kill you. Should you turn bad? Because what that ultimately shows, he doesn't trust you fully. And for a relationship to work, he has to trust you a hundred percent. That's why I think Tower of Babel killed Wonder because there's no way that's going to work now. And it's established that the main Batman and in, in the main continuity has those plans too. It's it, it doesn't work. Where Superman, he he one hundred percent trusts Wonder Woman. In fact, and also, they've known each other for years and they're best friends. A relationship built on mutual trust and admiration. That's very much the, the recipe for a very strong relationship. But I think that's a good place to leave it. That's basically my thoughts on the topic of, of Superman's like romantic history. Hope you guys liked it. Raul, again, thank you for suggesting the video episode the video topic and if you guys have any other ideas for great um topics that you guys would like to see drop them in the comments or drop us an email at comicsleague league 2020 at gmail.com again it's comicsleague league 2020 at gmail.com and so in terms of what you can look forward to next week i will be interviewing chuck dixon and for those who don't know chuck dixon had a, a long run on On Batman, which he invented Bane. He had a long run on Nightwing, Teen Titans. Tons of of DC work was done by Chuck Dixon. So I'm really excited for that one. Thanks to Nick from Phoenix Press for for, for, uh, helping me to set that up. And we have a live stream uh, going on um, pretty soon about mantle swaps. And that's honestly, at the time of this recording, this is Saturday night, Saturday the 16th at 8 p.m so i hope you guys will show up for that or at least we'll watch the replay if you guys are watching this after saturday and again thank you guys so much for, for for listening and commenting it really means a lot and i will see you guys in the next under two capes episode anyway stay heroic everyone bye bye